0: language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing.
1: Welcome to Psycho Music Lyricology, a podcast where music reaches the mind and lyrics touch the soul. I am one of your co-hosts, the guy that doesn't know anything about hip hop, Sheldon Moss, along with the great debater Michael Nelson. What's up? And the professor Maurice Moss. What's up? What's up? Hey, you know what? Maurice just be ready to get down to business when he come on. What's up? What's up? I'm ready, man. <laughs> I'm ready. Either that or he high. <laughs> from the weed Stop culture. Stop putting that out there. Okay? From the weed. From the weed culture episode. <laughs>
0: i was just playing deacon (laughs) right right yeah yeah you know he might roll up on us (laughs) right what y'all doing in here
1: right Uh what's up mike man what uh what's been happening with you lately all is well
0: man uh uh nothing really (laughs) (laughs) you know what actually
1: we all on a little bit of a a little little high of somewhat uh, from somebody I have never seen before but I, you know what I'm I'm gonna say I've been listening to this woman right here. Phyllis Hyman is what I've been listening to and uh, I will say this man there are only two people that I have shared tears for yeah, that's man, in that's the entertainment industry and that was uh, Prince and
0: Phyllis Hyman yeah uh, she's great Yeah, I just, I'm sorry I just got through listening to uh, uh QLS quest love supreme podcast mm-hmm. and he just spent like five eight hours with m2 man and i did not know until that show that uh m2 may has done a lot of work with phyllis hyman well uh, i didn't know that either
2: yeah i didn't either man
0: yeah i, I, I you know dare i say check that that album you're looking at, yeah, there might like be some ballads. Oh yeah, then yeah. I'm sure there's some some information about him yeah. and M 2 M on that. Um but yeah, Phyllis Hyman was a I mean, you know, tortured genius. Yeah, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean we've been we've been bouncing around. <laughs> right. I, I, I shot this out as a story, uh, uh uh-huh. as a as a topic for right. our, sh- our shows right. and that's uh mental illness in the music industry and that's you know we got some current and uh historic examples of that mm-hmm. her being one of the uh historic well recent past along with um donny hathaway, donny hathaway. Yeah. Yep. so uh and then i mean it's interesting to see how i mean this could go off into another top a whole another show but how the current generation is dealing with it because um i was looking on my spotify and they do you the top 100 songs one of the top one hundred songs uh, out on the charts right now is uh, a song by a rapper. I think his name is Logic, and the title yes. of, the title of the song is the one eight hundred number to su- the suicide suicide prevention. Oh, what? Yeah, it's. I mean, and they just you know they have a whole different approach to this whole mental illness, and it kind of goes back to what Kevin was talking about about mm-hmm. emo raps emo and rap, yeah. how that whole. How a lot of the rap is not uh, uh hyper masculine anymore more of it's more of talking really talking about hey, this is how I'm really feeling and what's going on with my emotions and stuff like that so he was I mean, that, here. uh who logic. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean he's uh, a, he's pretty good. This rapper. past I, summer in Allen, mine, mine. I I like some of the stuff I've heard from yeah. him. He's pretty good, but I mean that I mean that sh- that kind of went off on a tangent yeah. from the Phyllis Hyman because she was a huge talent. But yeah, yeah, was, that's funny you say that because that my son
1: and my nephew both listen to Logic, and I'm like Logic, who is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went to see him in concert up in uh, Denton at that event center up there, mm-hmm. and everything. I was like, oh okay, Logic, huh? He's speaking Logic. <laughs> 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 <All right. laughs> logical logical rappers yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. but yeah Maurice what uh what you been
2: on uh so what am I listening to so you know like Mike made a comment about how this is kind of this whole podcast is bringing up kind of a resurgence in music and how we all look at music it's doing that for me too I have to admit that and I just spent a whole lot of a lot more time uh digging into uh music now uh one thing that i really like and this is this is a this is a a detour for our podcast or maybe not maybe not because mike and i have talked about it before but uh every time darius rucker comes out with an album i always listen to it it's like pure country right like the brother is like strumming uh guitar i'm singing some country music but every one of his albums are some. They have he has some really good albums. Uh-huh.
0: He has some really good albums. And think about Darius. I mean, think about country music. Is is basically so so soul soulful stuff. It's, blues. Yeah, soulful it's blues soulful blues just stuff. Yeah, it, it came from the Delta blues, right? And right. then uh, so I mean, you know, we we got to get out of the habit of. You're right. You're uh, absolutely right about that. You know, the reason uh, I know a lot of I know a lot of black people who listen to country music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they, they, I mean, I remember, um, what was the movie? Ray? The sound, mm-hmm. when he was talking about, in that movie, he did, you know, he's done a country, country western, western album. Mm-hmm. He's done a couple mm-hmm. of them, if mm-hmm. I remember. And he was like, you know, the reason people love the music is because the stories it tells. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and that's all blues has ever mm-hmm. been is just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, storytelling. Yep. So, uh, I would like to get to the point where, uh, you know we stop we stop black people stop uh putting color on music i agree i I I understand why white people do it but i totally agree with you i I want black people to stop (laughs) you know i I, I totally (laughs) i'm vibing with you you on that one i mean because there's not an american genre that hasn't been started by there's not a genre of a music that started in the west that hasn't been the foundation hasn't been in uh, African-American mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. music. And, and and to your point, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, I don't listen to country or whatever. And then when Beyonce comes out with a country song, you're like, oh, I like country music now. But I mean, if you no they like Beyonce yeah. or they like Beyonce yeah. doing it. But I mean, if you really if you if you dig into it, you really find out exactly what you just said, that it is this roots blues music Mm -hmm. and uh, it's some really good stuff. But he has he has a new album. I think it came out this week. And uh, all of the songs are like, I mean, I never really kind of like dig into him lyrically like we did with Van Hunt. Uh, but I'm like, I'm, I like, I put it in the car and I ride with it and I'm like, okay, there's some good stuff. I mean, or I clean up my house or whatever. It's, it's good. It's some good music and he has, he has a great voice. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the guys that I'm really listening to right
0: now. And here's what sucks about Darius Rucker is he did Hootie and the Blowfish, right? Right, (laughs) right. right. That shit was good. It was good. Hootie and the Blowfish shit was good. It was good. And it was rock music and white people accepted. Hootie and the Blowfish. They accepted them. The whole band was white except for Hootie. Yeah. Except for Darius Rucker. Yeah. Right. Then he puts out an R and B album that is freaking slamming. It's right. good. Mm-hmm. And got no shine. Nah. None. You can't find more than fifteen black people on the planet who know who Darius Rucker is. And his R and B album was really, really, really good. With, wait a minute, with uh with
2: features by Jill Scott. Because he was Snoop, on Hidden Beach. And Snoop Dogg. Right. Yeah, he was so on Hidden like Beach Records. Yeah, yeah. Hidden absolutely, Beach man. Hidden
0: the the, the the uh the the root of Neo Soul recordings, Jill right. Scott, Not the yet. Queen of. You got Darius Rucker on that label, Mike Phillips How? Holl- and and nobody knew who he uh, is. Yeah. and and you know and then he's like well shit I I guess I better go back to what I know mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he started putting out pure country records because Hootie is not really a it's it's kind of like that southern rock yeah, stuff. yeah 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 absolutely and now he's putting out pure country records and he's 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 able to eat he's successful he's very successful as a country music artist which is odd yeah, but, yeah. you know because yeah. they don't. They don't
2: much accept us. Well, if you read his story, if you read articles about him, he will tell you that when he was in Hootie and the Blowfish, and they was touring, the people was yelling and yelling and yelling and telling them how great they are, how great he was. But they was also uh, chanting uh, stuff like oh, "That nigga is good." Yeah, you know. Are you serious? Oh yeah, yeah. He said that in articles before. Wow. So yeah. So, now he over there with the country folk. Yeah. So I mean, you know, boots. no, he, he, no, he's,
0: he's playing his music. <laughs> yeah. He's playing his music. He's, he's playing, his playing his music, his music and, and it just happens comes to be yeah. considered country Western music, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but we keep throwing shit. We keep throwing shit away. Black yeah. people think yeah. everything yeah. is disposable. You know, we get off shit so quick and it just be like, you know, next week we ain't going to be listening to trap music anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So yeah. whatever. They going to call it something
2: else. Yeah. <laughs> so my next, uh, I have one other artist that I've been listening to and, uh, I don't know if mike has heard about this one but i know he would like it and it's uh uh gregory porter uh the guy his first album mm-hmm. was phenomenal it was saying in the same vein of uh liz wright mm-hmm. you have like this uh jazz vocalist who sings uh just has a beautiful voice and is singing all of these different genres doing a lot of uh folk uh roots music a lot of jazz He has a whole Nat King Cole jazz album tribute. Wow!
0: No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's
2: getting ready to come out. I think it comes out on the the twentieth of October. But uh, the first, the first song that I heard was "Smile." So you remember Nat King Cole's Mm -hmm, version of "Smile." mm -hmm. Uh, So this, uh, this whole, and I just kind of looked at the, 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 the songs that are on it, and he's covering like Nat King Cole standards, Mm. and and I I just think it's gonna be a really, really. This is gonna be a good album for him because so far he really, from what I've heard, it sounds really, really good. So, Gregory Porter doing doing uh,
0: the—he's oh, it's called Nat King Cole and Me. Yeah. Okay. Shit. That's
1: that's our research department. Yeah. Yeah. That's the research department (laughs) speaking.
0: But that's gonna be nice because I like Gregory Porter a lot. He does a uh, uh, when Sting was honored kennedy singer honors mm-hmm. he did um the night it's cold what's that it's probably me the the sting song that was mm-hmm. in the it was in one of those movies yeah, but it was, was on the, i think it's on 10 summoners tales I think it's on that album. I can't album. think of the name of the song, but I know what you're it's. probably about. me. That's the name of the song. I remember okay. the name of the song, but I think it's on 10 Summoners. chill. I think it's on that album, but he did a he did a version of that. It was pretty good. But
2: I like the fact that everybody is embracing him he, because, uh, you know, he you can hear him on uh like uh I can't even think of the uh one Layla of the Layla
0: Hathaway? Is that what well, you, well, I, you know? I she, was
2: thinking one of the dance DJ type of groups. He's on one of their little dance music songs. So okay. he, a lot of people have it. Yeah,
0: impressed. he did he just did a uh, he does a duet with Layla Hathaway. It's called mm, I need Insecu-, to Google it. Insecu No. Something about craziness. I can't remember the name of it. It's actually a good song. And they play it on uh, Heart and Soul all the time. The uh uh what's that? The uh the uh, XM radio yeah. uh-huh. on satellite, uh-huh. they play it on Heart and Soul all the time. Insanity, Insanity, that's the yeah, song. Yeah. That's the research department. I'll <laughs> tell you, man, we got a <laughs> hell of a research
1: department. Y'all just don't know. But yeah. it's, a, it's a cool song.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. a it's a it's a very cool song. I okay,
2: listen to uh-huh.
1: that. But hey, man, we uh had the opportunity to see someone. Uh, for me, first time. You know, hey, he's been around for decades. Uh, Michael, somebody that you totally enjoy.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, Was one of the first, he recorded one of the first jazz songs I ever learned in the band uh, which was entitled Chameleon. Herbie Hancock.
0: So you couldn't grow up in Oak Cliff, Dallas, Texas, USA <laughs> in the late 80s and not know Chameleon. Right. Yeah, I mean it's just you. if you did and you went to one of the local high schools, middle schools, you You're gonna know chameleon. That's just that's just the way it is, and um, you know, um, Herbie High Hancock. Most 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 people uh, listening, well, I don't know. (laughs) Not a lot of people (laughs) gonna know necessarily who Herbie Hancock is, but uh, some of the some of the younger folk might be familiar with Robert Glasper. Uh, Robert Glasper being uh, 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 one of the one of the new uh, up-and-coming jazz artists. Robert Glasper is a piano player, but he is mired in... He's he's doing a lot of what a lot of the young, real musicians are doing. He's mired in jazz, as well as he's mired in hip-hop, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's mired in R&B, and mm-hmm. he's been able to mm-hmm. do... He's been able to mail those things right. together yeah. and create like this whole new fusion thing. Mm-hmm. And the originator of Robert Glasper's sound is... Herbie Hancock. Right. Yeah. Herbie. Herbie is a Miles Davis disciple. Uh, He started with Miles Davis. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so pushing uh, musical envelopes as far as, you know, as the edge, the cliff, not being afraid to even push it off is a part of who Herbie (laughs) Hancock is. So uh, some people may remember Herbie Hancock because of his. Uh, One of his bigger hits, his most, his, his probably his most famous hit Mm -hmm. is uh, Rocket. Rocket, right. Yeah. So
1: the MTV era.
0: Exactly. So we were all eighties hip hop. Right. And yeah, he won, he won Grammys for the song. And the, video and the video also was like one it of those it was groundbreaking
2: before before we had like the Missy Elliotts yeah. of the world yeah. he was doing like these groundbreak groundbreaking videos right so. right
0: so i think he i'm sure he won awards for that video uh-huh. as well um herbie is uh uh he he's iconic in jazz Yeah, he's iconic yep. in um hip hop because yeah. a lot of his songs have been sampled. One of the first being uh, the Cantaloupe song. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first songs he ever, that was ever really sampled by him. It was looped and it's awful, but. <laughs> yeah. And
2: when we saw him in concert, that was the one where everybody kind of jumped up and was like screaming because everybody, un- knew that. everybody instinctively gets that melody. Yeah. That melody comes up and everybody's like, oh. And when you
0: have a a popular song like that, most people know, you know. And then, you know, that was one of those uh, uh, happy rap songs that. uh, Who uh, was
2: that rapper? I don't don't know. I can't think of his. uh, US3, wasn't that the name of the group? Something like that. Us3 or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that song was awful.
0: (laughs) But uh, he's been sampled (laughs) far more times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One of my, some of my favorite. Uh, his song Watermelon Man has been sampled quite a bit. Yep. And uh one of my favorite uses of that is Diggable Planets. Uh Nickelback. I forgot about that. Not Nickelback. What's the name? Of it? One of those. songs. I forgot about them. that Diggable <laughs> Planets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's one of my favorite uh uses of the Watermelon Man sample. But uh uh Herbie is uh Herbie Hancock is Ah, oh, 77. 77. He's 77, 77 years old. He's still kicking. Yeah, he looks like he's 27 years old. Not a, Looks younger than us. Yeah. Not any kind <laughs> of uh I mean, he hasn't aged at all. Not
2: any kind of limp or a slown, yeah. slowness to he, him. He, he's still very he is, very uh, spry, you know, moves around just like whatever.
0: And uh uh and here's what we we'll tell you, it's probably and this this might be the uh this might be the uh 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 uh, nugget of the show mm-hmm. chameleon is not the first time you are familiar with herbie hancock you think you are but it's not uh-huh.
2: you have any idea Mm-mm, no it me.
0: he did the soundtrack he did the uh uh he did the uh opening song to fat albert get are out of serious? here
2: get out of here I would have never. I would have never get so, there. So yeah, you you familiar with Herbie? <laughs> For sure.
0: You are much more For familiar sure. with what, Herbie. Now that you, you say that, him? on the
1: credits, his name does come across that's there yeah. he did the. He I remember he did the oh, title wow. track. So
0: yeah, you are much more familiar <laughs> with Herbie. Herbie is uh that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But that just tell you
2: how that's just how how deep
1: Bill Cosby was.
0: Well,
2: and that song was funky, right? Yeah, that song was funky. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I don't know if we can do a Bill Cosby reference here. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned Harvey
0: Weinstein and <laughs> okay. and Bill Clinton. Okay. Okay. So we can talk about and the Trump. Yeah, Cosby yeah, we can talk about Cosby too. So uh but yeah he uh he he cut his teeth with Miles Davis. So his whole his whole uh realm of understanding where music is concerned is pushing the envelope as far as you can mm-hmm. push it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I noticed at the concert and I, I wrote about it is is that he didn't spend much time uh playing his uh old music right and what I mean old music is the music that you know he cut his teeth on, so there wasn't a lot of maiden Voyage stuff there was not any of the uh it wasn't a whole lot of he uh uh the uh disco funk jazz stuff that he did he just played uh his his uh his jazz music his heavy stuff and then he he uses um uh, you know new musicians to come yeah, so it, you to interpret he, he's one of those people he's not like old r and b soul groups you know where it's like the whole group and they just you come know, out they just and and they're just yeah. together so He's one of those cats. He's he's a true jazz musician in the sense that the music always has to move. It always has to be something else. It has Absolutely. to always do so they don't use the same people every time they get exactly. out and play. You exactly. know, I challenge you to find two years worth of video where Herbie Hancock is playing same with the same lineup. people. Mm-hmm.
2: And the lineup has changed even with this particular concert. Yeah. There there was a there was a gentleman that wasn't on the Dallas uh, uh, concert that I was reading about that he left uh, uh some months ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it, it speaks to what you were saying about you know the 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 turnstile that's going on with these musicians, and everybody has a different interpretation of what's going on, and and how that whole thing uh plays into how the music uh comes out and I was really kind of going to I was curious as to be like, you know, when you go to a Herbert Hancock concert, what do you expect from somebody who has decades and decades and decades worth of music? I mean, what can you I don't I can you say, "Oh, I'm for sure I know I'm going to hear this, so I'm sure I'm going to know hear this," which he did play one or two, but it sounded like this man has this database to pull from. And you're right. He didn't he didn't go into the which I'm 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 curious as to what he probably does, or what I, what he, what does he do on other stops? Does he change his, does he change his lineup of, or Songs his playlist yeah, of what he's gonna, mm-hmm. what he's gonna, uh, put out there? Because yeah, so that's, that's interesting I mean, to me.
0: He has, I think, somewhere around forty, fifty studio albums. Mm-hmm. So he started recording in the '60s. Now I keep saying that we see forty or fifty studio albums. We have no idea what got shelved,
2: mm-hmm. you know.
0: So mm-hmm. it could be it could be some stuff on the cutting room floor that's phenomenal, that we never, you know, that we'll never that that may never ever see the light of day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the fact, you know, most of his contemporaries are really either very very old, where they can't get around Perform, and play much, yeah, yeah. you know, because uh, because he and uh, Wayne Shorter. Uh, the saxophone player pretty much joined at the hip for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's because they cut their teeth together with miles in the sixties. And Wayne is, I, I think his, you know, his health is, yeah, is, I remember is, Wayne is from famous. the Lee Morgan. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. So, you know, you know, their health is kind of waning. Yeah. and he just kind of out there kind of doing just, this thing. And he's just, you know, he's one of the premier, uh, 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 piano players. And we did a show a couple of uh, weeks ago uh, about music education and Dr. Oscar was here mm-hmm. and we asked him what would be his, uh, what <laughs> yeah. would be the quintet that he would put together and play. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. With, without pause, he said Herbie Hancock. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, dead or alive, you get to pick any piano player in the world. And he said Herbie Hancock. Right. So, and I don't think that that's, you know, I don't, I, I don't think that. That's one of the, uh, the uh, I don't think he would, I don't think there are a lot of people who wouldn't say the same mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'm acquainted, I have a good friend, or I don't, I don't know what, what to call him, yeah. I've talked to him in a long time, Roy Hargrove. And the summer before our senior year high school, Herbie Hancock took him to Europe as part of this whole kind of collective oh, thing. Okay. So he got to play in Europe for like the whole summer. summer. Wow. And, but that speaks to how Herbie thinks with regard to how his music is being, uh, how music and he, how he pushes envelopes with music. And he, he's always kind of with older people mm-hmm. and he, well, nobody's older than him now, but mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's informed by younger music. Now, uh, this, this last stop, uh, uh, where, when we got to see him in Dallas, he was playing with, um, uh, uh, a drummer, uh, his name is uh, Vinnie Col- Coliata, mm-hmm. and he's playing with a bass player from um, uh, SNL, uh, Saturday Certainly Live. Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His name was uh, James Genus. But the thing that was really interesting, the most, the thing that was most interesting was uh, Terrence Martin. hmm Terrence Martin is a uh, saxophone player, keyboard player, and he used a voice box. Which Robert Glasper does as well. Robert mm-hmm. Glasper has a bass player. He plays keys. He has a drummer, and he has a lead who plays sax and uses the voice box. So, <laughs> you know. So now we got Herbie Hancock doing his thing because he's always done the voice box thing. Well, he was one of the first, first people. It, yeah, one, and I won't say he was one of the first, but Rocket is certainly a, uh, a prime a example jazz of what, Transitioned into yeah, that, yeah. who mm-hmm. kind of he used it. And so, you know, the best of what uh Herbie Hancock did, Robert Glasper has grabbed onto it right. and and pushed it further. And uh uh Terence is mm-hmm. interesting because he is not only a jazz musician. He's 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 part of this new crop of musicians who has found some space to create in uh, Hip hop and R and B as well. Mm-hmm. You know they 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 don't shun away. He's a I I won't say he's not a purist because I don't know him. You right, know, I don't know right. where he is. But that certainly seems to be. He's not.
2: It's he's he's gone from Snoop Dogg to <laughs> Herbie Hancock. So I, I right, think that's the right. definition of not being a purist. Right, right. But so, he uh, he uh, <laughs> he's he
0: he's an incredible musician in his own right. Yeah. And he also spent some time uh, producing. He he produced on the. Uh, to pimp or butterfly uh, to to pimp a butterfly album from Kendrick Lamar. I
2: think and him and uh he and uh Kendrick are long-time collaborators because he was on uh uh Good Kid, Mad City and Section 80. Yeah. Yeah. So uh he's he's they've been an c- uh consistent collaborators. And
0: another cat that you mentioned um he he's also worked with Thundercat. Yeah. And, yeah. and Flying Lotus. Yeah. So, you know, they so which to me Ter- him being part of that group or being part of the Herbie Hancock uh collective is not unusual. It doesn't it doesn't strike me as strange mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of uh Herbie's uh um his 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 connection to Miles Davis, right? Yeah. And you know, when he connected with Miles Davis, it wasn't in his um I mean, they played some hard bop
2: but, but it was when in the they experimental started experimental miles. When, yeah, yeah, so
0: when Miles started going into uh what I can do with electric music and what I mm-hmm, Herbie mm-hmm, Hancock mm-hmm. was on that was on that team. And so Herbie, uh Wayne uh Chick Corea, they were all kind of in that whole what can we do with the synthesizers, what can we do with the clavinets, add it to what we're doing with the jazz and then see where we can go with the music. So I I I'm actually kinda disappointed uh in the concert in the sense that I thought maybe uh not disappointed, I shouldn't say, I was looking forward to maybe Terrence and Herbie doing something that was a little more ultra modern. Yeah. And I was kinda like, Well, if he's up there, maybe, you know, <laughs> but if you listen maybe we're gonna see something different if, and
2: if, if you listen to, to Pimp a Butterfly and some of the interludes, yeah. a lot of it yeah. is very similar. As far as it being uh, like kind of the, like these atmospheric jazz yeah, yeah. type of. Uh, so you're absolutely right that uh, Terrace is like he can he can give you some straight R&B, uh, you know, beats, four on the floor type of music. But he 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 to me, he brought that to I think he brings that to the Kendrick uh uh, brings that whole the jazz kind of jazzy piece. thing, yeah, yeah he brings that to the uh to to Kendrick stuff too, and kind of adds layers to his music by uh kind of you know if you can listen to parts of of uh to pimp a butterfly and be like oh okay they 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 kind of get off into a little improvisation there and kind of do and it feels like it it's it, it's not, but it feels like that they kind of went off into this whole jazz improvisation and did a little a, uh, uh, uh a, riffing. Yeah. With with that, but
0: and, and um the the what and the, what I like about the co- connection, what I liked about the connection, and I I only thought about this after listening to uh, I mentioned it earlier, M2 may on Questlove. Mm-hmm. What I liked about the connection is is that M2 may was talking about how um how. Uh, We lost a generation in music and it could be part of the reason that there there's so much less musicianship and we lost a generation in music because when they took music out of the schools, we created hip hop. Right.
2: I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Okay.
0: So we they took the music out of the schools. We created hip hop and the older musicians, the M2 Maze, the let's say from that generation, from the 70s, 80s generation viewed hip hop from uh other people's eyes. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the connection. They didn't have the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Where where in jazz you can see um and and even from jazz even into soul music, R and B music, you can see the interconnections of, you know, Uh, musicianship and and the generations Patrice Russian pushing Patrice Russian yeah connected to Herbie Hancock connected to Miles Davis the stories get told and then the 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 connection the generational connection is there I'm not doing cuz Patrice Russian is a Herbie Hancock disciple right Mm -hmm. but Patrice Russian became an R&B superstar Whereas Herbie Hancock never really did, mm-hmm. and he became this whole funk jazz superstar thing, and with the stuff he did with Headhunters was not what he was doing with Miles Davis. Right. So, but they're all connected. Mm-hmm. There's 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 not a there's not a dissection. But then when you get into hip hop, you don't find. It falls off. It falls completely yeah, off the. It's it, because and what M2 was saying with a few exceptions. With a few exceptions, because
2: yeah, there are some people who were absolutely, trying to make absolutely.
0: That but there. M2 May was saying, especially, he was like, you know, I don't mind you sampling the music. I don't know anything about sampling. I don't mind you sampling the music, but we need to have a conversation.
2: (laughs) Not only do (laughs) we need to
0: have a conversation, we need a contract. You need to pay for it, right? Because it's how I eat too. But still, there needs to be some understanding about, you know, how are you going to be a in music? You know, you're not you're not going to be a doctor and not know anything about medicine. So how are you going to be a music a musician and not know anything about music? Yeah,
2: I I think that that's. Excellent point that you made, and it it kind of points to why I like certain artists who sampled, because you could tell that they understood what they were sampling. Yeah. So, like on uh, Mary J. Blige's second album, when they're um, <laughs> <laughs> okay for those who are listening <laughs> at home, I just got a heavy sigh from this mouth right over here. <laughs> but that album and I have, the one prior I have, to that I have used samples. samples. They use samples appropriately. I have and it speaks to Mary what that J. M2 made. What yeah. M2 and M2 May yeah. was saying about okay, you just you know cutting and chopping up my music, and you don't understand the meaning behind it and yeah. why you're doing it and everything mm-hmm. and uh, you know you know Mary was she was talking about my life. And she was sampling a song and talking about everybody loves sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that was that. Right. Was, she was connecting right. her sample, you know, to she was story. right, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And everybody, you know, so that kind of speaks to you know, the the to me, I call it the proper use of sample, but it's not it's not necessarily the proper use because I've heard good sampling that don't necessarily have that meaning embedded in it but I speaks to what you were saying
0: but i ha- i have evolved on mary j blige I was, <laughs> i'll just put oh, that yeah, out there oh, I, really? have, <laughs> I, have, I have evolved okay i've evolved on Mary J. Okay. but you know
1: another cat that's from that uh that miles davis uh school is uh marcus miller he uh, he pushes himself in that <laughs> uh, that way as well
0: so let's think about where marcus miller is marcus miller is actually a disciple of Herbie Hancock right. as well, mm-hmm. and so uh, the connection between Miles and and Marcus, Marcus Miller, Marcus Miller producing Miles Davis records, mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle of that right. is Herbie Hancock. Right. You right. know. Right. So, you know Herbie. Herbie for that generation of jazz musicians, Herbie that generation of R and B soul musicians, uh, Marcus Miller, M two May. Well, M two May played with Miles, but Marcus Miller, M two May, Patrice mm-hmm. Russian. They were all influenced by what they were that doing, Jazz Funk, mm-hmm. right, uh Herbie Hancock where the headhunters were all mm-hmm. that was their major influence. So right. the connection is there. And there are there are uh I watched the Unsung about uh Patrice Russian. And uh somebody was somebody uh somebody was there saying uh uh Patrice Russian was saying uh Or somebody was talking about patrice uh herbie Hancock listening to patrice Russian play. He was listening to her play a jazz tune mm-hmm. and he went uh i don 't know if that 's me or if that's her uh you know yeah he 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 literally was listening to this music and he was like i- i can't tell if that's me or if that's her i don't know who that is right now mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. shit <laughs> Right. I mean <laughs> right. what do, I mean What do you say about Patrice I mean, Russian? Yeah, yeah. And so now Patrice Russian is going, Oh, I done learned this shit now. Mm-hmm, I'm you know, mm-hmm. I'm there now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how she you know, I don't I probably would have never touched another piano again if Herbie Hancock said I you know, I don't know if that's me or you. Right. I'd have been like, Well fuck it. I can't done. do no better. I'm done. I can't do it any better than that. So and
2: it speaks to it it speaks to your point that you were saying about the whole generation that was lost and we're not saying lost in the sense that there was no good uh cre- creativity during that time because we are we we always talk about good hip hop so we know that something good came out of it mm-hmm. but that whole uh that whole transition where those musicians would pass down information to the next generation that didn't happen and mm-hmm. i you know as you were saying that i'm just kind of sit- sitting here thinking like oh okay and maybe that kind of speaks to why, when we went to that concert, we didn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a largely black crowd. It, yeah. it was not a. There, there, there were people who were. Uh, you
1: had those fans that were from that era that were there because I talked to a couple of ladies there, and then you had this young generation of white kids that they had gone to Booker T. That were there absolutely, and their absolutely. parents and turned them on to him. And
0: they showed up. Well, so. I'm sure that Herbie Hancock, as an artist, is uh, a subject in schools like that. Right. Yeah, oh, in the mean, arts. Yeah, yeah. in right, arts right. schools, because uh, just his, you know, uh, again, you know, growing up in Dallas, uh, I don't think I know one musician who grew up in Dallas somewhere between 85, maybe Let's no, hell earlier, yeah, yeah. 80, oh, 80, 70s, from 80... 79 let's do that then let's go from like 75 to 90. Mm-hmm. who didn't have some uh ndisd that did have some connection to chameleon mm-hmm. right i mean it was just it, it, i mean it was it was a staple right you know and 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 herbie wasn't the first one to do it uh it was a uh uh Maynard ferguson right. song, exactly you know so exactly. uh when herbie re-recorded it with the hurt with with uh headhunters. Every high school band, middle, every <laughs> ja- high school jazz band played some version of the mixture of the uh 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 Maynard Ferguson version and the Herbie, and Herbie Hancock, Hancock version. version right yeah so shout out to OW Holmes Middle School Boss band because that's where I learned it in the herd at Dallas, and Corbin. some
2: of the last years where music education was was uh, universal that in is schools. True. Yeah, that so, is true. I mean, yeah. it kind of speaks back yeah. to what so, you're talking about.
0: But um, Hervey's to my favorite Hervey Hancock period. Though I'm a fan of, like, I mean, you know, from Maiden Voyage all the way to when he did the uh, when he did his his uh, tribute to Prince. You know, I'm 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 pretty much a fan of his entire eras, but that, you know, speaking of Chameleon, the Headhunter version, the Headhunter, Herbie Hancock is probably the one that I'm most familiar with, in the sense that I've probably listened to that ver that era the most. Mm-hmm. You know, those t- two or three albums, I think there were only two, but those albums from Headhunter were the best, and that included that Chameleon. Uh, actual proof which he did play at the concert Concert. he did play actual proof at the concert and then uh, butterfly Mm -hmm. uh, which is you know uh, kind of a psychedelic period kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. he was you know it was you know if you don't smoke weed and you listen to butterfly it'll make you want to smoke weed cuz <laughs> you're going to get high some kind of way you either going to you're going to listen to butterfly it's just it. going to take you there it's going to be there oh, cuz okay. you know it just it sinks you into that it just sinks you into that place you know it's just it's it's just smooth and he's using you know bass clarinets and you know uh uh, uh synthesizers and he's just taking you know mm-hmm. that vein meter Uh, vein meter is the other song he's just taking that to that that place where he mails that's probably that era when uh he can he he's kind of fused jazz with that whole kind of psychedelic because it was you know it was it was out of the it was out of the era of bitches brew miles's bitches brew Mm -hmm. was kind of just beyond that when they were like well let's see if we can take this rock shit and uh, fuse with these the synthesizers and do some jazz shit with it, and see what all mm-hmm. we can do. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the things that I like most about Herbie Hancock is that he's always tried to push, push the push the limits as far as he could. Let me
2: ask you about because uh, I'm curious about the just the concert in general. So um, I think the jazz concerts that I've gone to have been because you mentioned them or you said let's go to the jazz concert. So like. I think the only reason that I've seen Miles Davis perform is because you said, let's go see Miles Davis years and years and years ago. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that whole that the way that those shows play out are still ways that people want to see shows? And I say that because you sent a link uh, earlier this week uh, with Esperanza Spaulding, and she was talking about how... uh, uh it's it's harder for an artist now because people don't like that live instrumentation and she's one of those jazz artists that were put on a show that was similar to herbie hancock and so people are going to see they want to see lights and stuff they want to see a beyonce show when they pay their money to go to a concert uh herbie went out there and didn't talk for like 20 or 30 minutes i mean he walked on stage and started playing i mean so there was no big fanfare when he there was no (laughs) there was no actual like you know a lot of people want to see this theater Yeah, they want to see this theater whereas the theater was the music in this in this thing and do you think that that's uh, a hindrance for keeping keeping younger people from going to concerts like that
0: yes and no and um it's about what you listen to music for or what music means to you all right um jazz is not a uh jazz is not a contact sport right and what i mean by that is is that nobody's gonna get up and dance and you know it's not gonna be you know and people were say trying to right do, and, say sh- and, and people, people were not, trying to do jazz that at this concert yeah jazz is not a contact sport
1: I say that but we want we want we want to get the definition of and what no, that is and what because I mean when i is, say that, is that it is people will argue they'll no, argue with well, us that smooth, what I'm jazz, saying jazz, is, but they gonna sit up there and bob their head well but and bobbing your time.
0: head I, what and what i mean by that is it because i, I bob my head to herbie hancock i know what you mean
1: but so what i'm saying is you're gonna uh, get up and dance to it though yeah right.
0: I, yeah i probably would i i could dance to chameleon i wouldn't have a problem with that and but what i mean by contact sport is i mean that nobody's gonna get on stage and dance you're not gonna get a you're not going to get a production you're not right. going to get a beyonce production mm-hmm. and if you like music for the music then that's okay for you right mm-hmm. because jill scott i mean she got her dancers but jill scott is not going to put on a beyonce show either oh, right no, no. Oh, right so i mean you know frankie beverly and Mays, he don't even have he don't even have background dancers so i mean you all know all singers all oh, right well <laughs> i'm just saying you know they you, are. they're not going to. Frankie Beverly and Maze is going to get on stage. He's going to play some music and he's going to sing a song and then he out. Right. Right. Beyonce (laughs) is not going to do that. Janet Jackson is not going to do that. Usher is not going to. They're going to put on shows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's about what you listen to music for or what 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 it means to you. Mm. Uh, I don't know that I could go to an Usher show. I've been I've seen Usher. I don't know that I can go to an Usher show and Usher just stand on stage and sing. Mm. Right. I don't think that's just because it I mean, he but even move around. even do I, something. T-
2: I totally hear what you're saying. But even to that extent and that those examples, I've been to a Jill Scott concert and she just takes command of the mic. And that's the show. And that is that's that's the worst. That's worth the price of admission. But Herbie, I think he actually spent like a grand total of maybe 10 minutes talking and then that was it whereas jill and frankie beverly they're talking to you throughout the night so
0: it it was truly okay so to about you, the music okay so to your point also is is that uh some people like personalities and not necessarily music that's i think that's <laughs> where i'm going right i think that's where i'm trying so, to figure out right, it, right
2: what the difference is between what he was doing and what you normally get when you go to a concert and it's
0: kind of and it's kind of the reason jazz has gone on that decline right because uh we as people like things instant and we we jazz is music that you have to kind of think about Mm -hmm. it's not something that i mean you know it changes tempos it does all of these things it creates all of this emotion and you you know for 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 an average per for i don't want to say average that's not the word i'm looking for but just for and normal is not just for a person listening to music we want things kind of instant and we want to be told
2: what to feel and this was not a passive concert i mean you had to be like okay i'm i'm going where he's going yeah and he's changing the direction of where he's going
0: all throughout this night so Mm -hmm. if you like and so if you like art and you like art like that yeah Yeah. Yeah. you know then it then it does that for you if you don't then you're looking for somebody to tell you film flaw and feels like my big right stuff you're gonna take it back to. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just saying yeah you know you're yeah. looking for you're some looking for somebody literal, to create the emotion yeah, for yeah, you yeah, yeah. and you need that and whereas jazz is not that it never has been it, yeah. jazz is jazz is on some level jazz is on some level on a lot of levels it makes you have to think yourself yeah, yeah, right yeah. it's it's just the way It's just the way it was always designed. But it comes from a different era where things are not so instant, right? Mm -hmm. It comes from an era where people took time to listen to things. I agree with that. And be a part of something. Let me
2: ask you one more question because I'm just curious about, what did you think about the venue? Like, was that, because I think every time I've seen a concert, a jazz concert, it's been in that type of venue do you think well i've seen a couple that have been more formal in like the auditorium where the sound is professionally made to enhance you know how it comes in contact with your ear and all of that stuff what did you think about like this outside thing where you know
0: i'm not particularly a fan of venues like that for jazz artists so you think the whole sound and and i don't think it necessarily has to do with the sound so much i think now now jazz is a more intimate thing Mm. and I feel I, I I prefer it in a more intimate setting. Mm-hmm. Not that not that the venue is bad. The sound was impeccable. It was the the you know, we were comfortable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hot outside, it was real comfortable, other than, you know, sitting all the way on the ground. <laughs> you know. <laughs> getting that, too old for that. Yeah, we're getting old. <laughs> that shit was We gonna
1: have to go get those seats up at the front. Yeah. The next yeah. yeah. No, that <laughs> was actually comfortable.
2: But I was it was okay. I was,
0: no, we cool were we were good, we were, yeah, we were good. Cool back there. But yeah. um I just I I prefer I prefer certain things in a more intimate setting, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was uh that was not that and it wasn't but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think uh in in something like that, you know, we were sitting kind of far back. So the the intimacy that you have with a jazz musician was kind of you know gone Mm. but the other part of that is is uh uh there are not a lot of venues uh that that are
1: tailored to that tailored to to a jazz artist
0: that can you know uh um i'm 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 That'll being accommodate I'm what being, we the, the the feeling that yeah, we've tried to right so I'm, I'm 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 going to be very general mm-hmm. um bringing herbie hancock and three other people to dallas is probably relatively expensive mm-hmm. because it's herbie hancock oh yeah most definitely most so, definitely the price has to, so you got to kind yes. of, so, so, so I'm sure it was a business decision, right? It was so an accessibility
2: issue from a right. financial standpoint. So yeah.
0: He's not going to sell out American Airlines, but you're going to pay for American Airlines and he's going to be there and you're probably not going to break even, right? Because you're going to pay for American Airlines and then you got to pay Herbie and it's not going to fill it up.
2: What do you, I, I missed that. What do you mean when you say you're going to pay for
0: American Airlines? Uh, the, the, the promoter. promoter. The promoter's got to pay for the venue. Oh, I got you. And I then got he's got to pay the artists. I got you. I got so you. You. that number you. is probably way higher I got you. than I'm who would you. show up at the American gotcha. Airlines Arena to see gotcha. Herbie Hancock. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some juxtaposition. I'm sure it's a business decision. And, you know, it's you know they're they going to have a little something, you know, no big deal. I think now, to your point, uh, Esper Esperanza Spalding. At that venue would have been off the hook, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot more physical. It would have been a lot more dancing. It would have been a lot more. You know, she would have been a lot more engaging, engaging her, yeah. and it would have been. But Esperanza probably can't sell out in Dallas. She probably can't spell out American Airlines. She might be able to spell out. She's something.
2: been. She's been where exactly where we went. Yeah, that's she, oh, where okay. she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's well, that's been. right. You know, that's we, right. We're yeah. we yeah. going that over show.
1: the point of where we went. We were where. At the AT and T Performance Arts Center, yeah, the
0: Annette so, Strauss, uh, yeah. what's it called? The net I don't know uh, the, the official name. name that's of right. <laughs>
2: the out, the outdoor venue. At the, at, the, but she's at the been there. AT&T So Art to Center. your point, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she,
0: you know, Herbie sold it out. I'm sure Esperanza sold it mm-hmm. out, but you know, I think I would have enjoyed Esperanza more in that venue. Not that I would have enjoyed her more as an artist or whatever. I think I think I would have enjoyed her more in that venue versus Herbie in that
2: venue. I think you're exactly right and I but but I think that it was the right decision to put it there. I agree. In order to uh make uh that type of music more accessible to people that are are younger than in their 40s or 50s hey. like somebody uh somebody in their 20s could have afforded a seat on the lawn. Yeah. It was it wasn't and if you had, if they had gone to American Airlines they would have had to price most people
0: out of right. the seats and in a, order and, to and put, and let's be real, uh, uh, a venue like that sells out because it's a venue like that. Yeah, it's probably it was probably a thousand people there who could give shit about Herbie Hancock. They just wanted to be outside to be on a, in a Friday the, night. They right. just wanted to be in For the right in the, in, in the mix. <laughs> yeah. right? They and just, have a couple they, of drinks. They just wanted yeah. to be in the mix. It's yeah. just a. You know, it's just all part of that. Oh, it's an outdoor concert. Right. It's going to be jazz. I think you're right. And about we can that. go drink some wine and we can go out to dinner after. You know, it's just be a whole. Right. It's, know, an it's an going, evening. It's going to yeah. be So this is an evening. Yeah. yeah. And then you can put on Facebook that you were at, at the, the, Herb J- head at the Herbie yes. House. Like, you know, like you a cultured mug <laughs> and you don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> look at how, culture look how I am. cultured i am uh, but, I, but
1: I, was, I was i was i was a little hurt though man that we didn't hear uh watermelon man because every time boom, 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 i hear watermelon boom, man boom, now remember boom, we used to go to boom, uh new Amsterdam boom, 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 on monday nights and every time we would go
0: can y'all play watermelon man that's what come out your mouth somebody, every single time it didn't come out my mouth every Shoot. time man please yeah i like i like watermelon man but i don't want to hear it every time
1: i go that night we went
0: watermelon man please okay that was that (laughs) night we went (laughs) that was that night we went but yeah that was that used to be a lot of fun that that, uh jam session yeah yeah Yeah, that used to be a lot of fun but yeah watermelon man is uh it was in that uh headhunter period right so it is one of my favorite songs by herbie hancock which doesn't make me sound like you know I know anything about her, which I probably don't. But uh, they can uh, bubble wrap Harvey so we can keep him around a little bit longer because that was my first time seeing him live too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I,
1: I I just want you know everyone that may listen to the show, I just want them to understand who her he is because Robert Glasper is him
0: today. Robert Glasper is certainly the next version. Uh, and you know I will say that that's the thing one of the things the first time I heard Robert Glasper was that was the first thing I thought about was Herbie Hancock but the thing that I love about Herbie uh, Robert Glasper is he took Herbie Hancock like 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 Herbie took Miles and moved it right. and moved the needle Robert Glasper is doing the same thing right. with he Herbie Hancock he took Herbie Hancock and then moved the needle and so you know we're waiting on the next robert glass for now and that's gonna be you know it's, it's worth it's i mean you know the connection is great huh it might be your daughter i wanted to be the next shaka khan. <laughs> 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 well let shaka khan legacy and then my daughter after that yeah okay yeah <laughs> we're gonna stop
2: deciding this child's career <laughs> on this show <laughs> That's the, we but
1: to but it's the gonna the be right something in music. Yeah, it is something. Yeah, yeah. That, you you know? Know. hopefully anyway.
0: Okay, you know my wife listens. She gonna shut that down most immediately. But
1: anyway. But you know what? We're gonna say, here's a flute. <laughs>
0: oh absolutely. You know what?
1: Yeah, actually you know what? That's what we're gonna start doing for uh, Christmas gifts and stuff give us some little toy instruments
2: <laughs> a little recorder yeah, or something like that
0: as if she doesn't already have that yeah we got
2: pictures of her with guitars oh, right yeah. now oh okay so, yeah, yeah okay. so that's that's not
0: gonna <laughs> i'm on it i'm on it i'm on it
2: yeah man but hey uh we had a good
1: we had a good night at the concert we did absolutely uh, it was i excellent. totally enjoyed it excellent concert you know and it was your birthday too so you know hey, hey that's right Happy one, birthday. one of the
0: the best birthday presents ever yeah, man. Uh huh. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. So,
1: hey, uh, we want to thank you all for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology. You can listen, like, and subscribe to us on Google Play Music, iTunes, SoundCloud. Like us on Facebook or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Psycho Fellas. We can be contacted at Psycho Music Lyricology at gmail.com. Until the next time, peace. Peace.
2: peace.